At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Den Talks podcast is powered by denanywhere.com. You guys go to denanywhere.com now, no matter where you live in the world, and you can take our classes virtually and live. Go to denanywhere.com and sign up for just $29.99 a month. You get a limited access to our classes with over 150 a month to choose from. Plus, most of them are archived. So if you can't make the exact time, you can catch them later. We still also have our workshops and our certifications now all accessible to you no matter where you are. Go to denanywhere.com. Welcome to Den Talks Podcast. This is Tal, your host and the founder of Den Meditation. Today, we are talking to Amberly Lyons, and she is Chakra Girl Co. on Instagram. But the reason I wanted to have her on, especially during this time of shifting and changing, is she equates everything to energy, which you guys know I love, but she really equates starting a business, creating a business, having a successful business to how you actually operate your inner energetic system. So whether it be by going through your chakras, which she has an entire course about and kind of creating the business through healing and opening your chakras, or whether it be about kind of tuning into this goddess energy that you have, it's all about how can you shift the way you're open to yourself in order to see what becomes open to you. And I do think it's really important right now to have that perspective because it is so easy for us to latch on to literally what is happening every single second or what's not happening every single second. You know, she talks a lot about being in the victim mode and before everyone goes, ugh, and rolls their eyes, like we've all played victim before. We might not realize it. And it's very easy to go in a victim mode, especially now you know, when things are being taken away from us, when we're not maybe making as much money or, you know, we have to move or all these things that are happening to us. It doesn't mean things aren't happening. It doesn't mean things in our lives aren't changing, but she has a really good perspective on how you can actually use that maybe to your benefit and create. So I'm glad we have her. I'm glad we got to talk about all of this stuff because I do feel like it's unbelievably helpful. She's a ton of fun, a lot of amazing energy. I think she really embodies the den in the sense of, you know, she doesn't follow a certain structure. She doesn't follow certain rules. She doesn't look a certain way. It's, you know, when you find yourself, spirituality comes and how do you stick within that path? And so I love that messaging and I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you do too. You know, what I love about your work, which I was so excited to talk to you about and have you on here is just kind of this idea of, you know, really bringing the idea of spiritual work on yourself and growth on yourself and connecting it to growth within a business, you know, allowing those two to be symbiotic. But off of what you just said, you feel like those, you know, of your clients, you feel like kind of persevered are the ones that are going to show it. Talk about like the difference also of mindset and like what mindset has to do with it versus kind of, um, well, just here, start talking about that, what you mean about those who kind of kept going. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to bring it best. So you kind of mentioned like the, how the like spiritual work and the inner work and the mindset work relate to the business. But even if we took it one step above that, it's that um, doing that inner work is what affects 
everyone around us. Like we're quantum, everyone is like quantumly connected, right? So when we look at the, the state of the world and we feel like most people feel hopeless, helpless, like I'm just, you know, along for the ride and I'm, you know, all these things are causing these issues for me. Mm -hmm. When we look at our lives in like full accountability and accountability is such a funny word because some people um, mistake it for blame. So not blame, but accountability. Like I'm taking my power back. Like this shit happened to me. I had to shut down my business. I had to do this. I had to do that. It happened to me. But if I sit here and give all the power to those people or those situations that made that happen, then I give my power away. So we're like, if I was to take the power back, if I was to not be blaming, if I was to not be in victim mode and I was to take full accountability and full trust and knowing that I can move forward and I can like, and that this was a detour, it like Gabby Bernstein always says, like a detour in the right direction. Um, how would I show up differently? Like, how would my energy be differently? How would I, how would I um, allow myself to be fluid rather than be fixed? Because when we're fixed, we're not seeing the opportunities around us. We're not seeing the, the, cre the creativity can't be birthed. If we're like, well, this is what I was doing. Now I'm not doing it. And it's this person's fault or this situation's fault. And it's like, we actually are just like blocking out the ideas that could come to us. So it's like that quick mindset shift and that quick energy, power, like recl reclamation of your power is what brings that those, um, those downloads back. It brings back your creativity. Like, especially as women, we are literally quantum fucking creators. Like we birth energy, like we literally create life. So it's like when you can, um, Think of like what it, think of what it takes for your energy to build a human inside of you <laughs> so and take that energy and like own that and be like, I can create literally anything and nothing can stop me. Um, then that's, you know, mentally, we have to get there mentally, but also from an energy perspective of taking our power back and by opening up the creativity and then listening to the creativity and taking the action. So it all works together. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. I, I say that all the time. People you ask, uh, used to ask me like, you know, what's like the number one thing if you're going to run or have a business? And I'm always yeah. like, you have to be fluid. Yeah. You can never, you have to be okay with like yeah. your ideas not panning out and you have yeah. to be okay. Like you can't just dwell on that. It's kind of like, and I always say that it's like, whenever I have like, oh, we should try this. If it doesn't work, I'm not like mourning it. I'm literally like, oh, that's really great information. Okay. So, so what are we doing next? Or how are we shifting off of that? Or how do we correct it if it needs correcting, depending yeah. like what it is, but it's, you can't dwell on like the things going wrong because no. things are going to go wrong. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And when we take like full ownership of our sovereignty and trust in our sovereignty, then that's when the ideas come. And it's not something that we can, that can be explained in like a linear way. Like, oh, when this happens, do this. It's like, if you just fully are open to be fluid and fully trusting it, then the ideas are going to be different for everyone, right? Like the path is different for everyone, but we just need to be open to the path. Talk about like times for you that, that really ended up working for you or it was hard, like to really stay fluid was actually a huge challenge or that trust factor was a huge challenge for you. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, all the time. <laughs> like, it's like, it's a, it's a constant thing, right? Especially when you have a business, it's like, we, I, I tend to lean more towards like a masculine energy, which is a more linear energy. Yeah. So it's like I, my brain always wants to understand like, if this, then that, 
Um, and but when you say if this, then that, then you're like cutting out all the other that that could have possibly happened. Um, so I know for myself, like, um, like even so let's take like COVID, for example, and like everything that was going on, like, I was in the middle of like a huge launch of like a, a high ticket program. And I had to like really change my messaging around that, but not, but like, for me, I was like, I can't do this from a strategic place. I can't be like, what words are going to like, you know what I mean? It's like, you can't do that from like a strategic place. It actually takes like an embodiment to make that shift. So rather than being like, okay, what are people going to respond to? Or how can I do this? And how is this going to best affect my bottom line? It's like, okay, if I were to like fully again, take ownership for everything going on around me, everything happening in the world. If I was to like sit in that version of me rather than the old version of me, sit in the current version of me who's witnessing all of this going on and in being able to like connect to other people's energy and having compassion for what's going on while also knowing that I'm not here to like play into anyone's victim story. How can I like find the balance between like those, those, those energies, like the compassion, where, you know, where do I stand in healing and helping these people? And how do I not play into their victim story while still, you know, having that compassion? So that was a big, that was a big thing. And I feel like that's something that I've been still, I don't want to say struggling with, but still like juggle, juggling rather than struggling, still juggling with is um how, yeah, like the balance between like compassion and victimhood. Well, I was going to say, let's talk about that a little bit more because that's actually yeah. really interesting, especially being on like the business side of the equation, what have you found? I mean, cause it is, especially in a time like this where yeah. some people's are going through it like in a big way. So talk to me a little bit about what that means for you. And what yeah, so for me, I, I, this year I've had a very, I've done like a very um, deep dive in understanding and learning about the different levels of consciousness. So would you guys talk about that all like 3D consciousness, 4D consciousness? Yeah. I mean, I know that stuff, but let's chat about it a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, 3D consciousness is essentially where most people are. It's like you, things are very linear. It's, um, you know, you've got, you know, the universe has these structures in place and we just abide by them and listen to them. And we're like, okay, this is the way, this is the way life is. Um, that is a very powerless place to be. You're, <laughs> you know, you're believing everything you see in the news. You're depending on, you know, the government to help you. You're, you know, you're depending on all these outside factors to keep you safe. Quantumly, we know we, we keep ourselves safe. So in 4D is when you start to kind of like wake up to that and you're like, okay, wait, like I'm more powerful than I thought. I think I have a purpose here. And I think like, all of these like things going on, you know, let's take the election, for example. It's like, you've got half the people saying Trump's going to save us, half the people saying Biden's going to save us. But it's like, the reality is that no one's going to save you. Like you're yeah. going to save you. But in 4D, it's like, well, I would say in 3D, you're really sticking to a side. In 4D, you're waking up to wait, like no one's going to save me, but that can be a very scary place. So a lot of people will, from this place, they'll either go back to 3D and believing everything they read because it's safe there, their friends are there, their family's there. Like that's what everyone's talking about. That's how everyone's, you know, believing things are working. Um, and um, and that's where kind of like that, um, I don't want to say victimhood because that's like a harsh word, but that like 
that that giving away of your power is like this is you know there I'm like I can't I can't change 4D you're starting to wake up to it but you're still not you still don't really know how you can change um 4D I always say is like a, a dingy gas station on a road trip like you get there you take what you need and then you leave because mm-hmm. there's still a lot of fear in 4D there's still a lot of blaming there I would say like people that are really stuck in like the conspiracy theories although a lot of them are true <laughs> um not all of them but a lot of them um those people are stuck in the 4D, right? Where there's still anger and blame. Yeah. And 4D is very much like common shared thought. Like people say kind of the idea of pulling, like when everyone has the same idea at the same time, a collective consciousness is 4D, which can be also very manipulative. Like a lot of times it's used for like advertising. It's like 4D can be actually very manipulative. Yeah, it's like a waking, it's like a waking up essentially. And yeah, it it is because we are all collectively connected um, and it's information that tends to be a part of that wake up that, um, and these people are still just coming from 3D. So they're still kind of in that like linear thinking. They're still wanting to pick one thing is right. One thing is wrong. One thing is good. One thing is bad. And they still want to like pick a side, right? Um, once we get to 5D, you know, once we ascend past that, it's like, there are no sides, there is no truth, you know, everything we, you know, but it doesn't matter because we know that light always wins. And when you can choose love and you can choose trust, um, then you kind of just like rise above it. And that doesn't mean that you ignore it. It doesn't mean that you don't have compassion for the people that are struggling. It doesn't mean that you, um, you know, avoid your own problems or go into avoidance, but it's a place of trust. And it's a place of, I know I'm still in like a growth stage and I'm, you know, just kind of like rolling with it. And the more that I like open up to love and the more that I, you know, do my own healing, the more, um, blessings or miracles are, are going to land for me. So it's a lot, you know, a lot more, um, you feel a lot more safe than any of those other places because you know that no one can, you're resilient, you trust your resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, so for business, yeah. So from like a business standpoint, like that's where you need to be. You need to trust your resilience. Cause in 3d you're like, uh, everyone's like, give me my government money. And you know, that's another thing But like these people that are like, I need this like stimulus check, like freaking out over the stimulus check. But it's like, Hey, if you weren't freaking out over your stimulus check, you might have, found an idea that you could share with the world that would like make you fucking rich, but you're, you're worried about this 600 or $2,000 or whatever. So it's like, if we cling to like, this is going to save me, this is what I need, then we're blocking it all out. So, right. Yeah. So, and it's interesting though, because a lot of what goes into these different dimensions isn't just a mindset. It's actually a frequency that you have to embody and, get raised into. Um, so, which brings us back to like a lot of the work you do, which I love. I mean, I love that you have some courses on like chakras of basically going through business with chakra, you're going through your chakras, which I want to talk about. And in this, if you're referring it to kind of the different dimensions, it's the same thing. You have to be able to high vibe your frequency for lack of a better word. You've got to be able to figure out how to change your frequency to be able to get there. So your whole system and body can actually start changing. Um, so how do you feel like to communicate that to your clients? How, how has that been? 
Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's been great. I feel like my audience is already woken up and that was something that, um, that was kind of, yeah, that was something where I was always like, okay, how much do I share? And I had to be like, okay, am I, I was like, am I in the business of waking people up or am I in the business of helping people that are already woken up? And I thought before my job was to wake people up. And I was kind of like posting about things and like sharing things, but it didn't feel good. Like those things are dark. Like, you know, whether it's like a conspiracy or whether it's like, um, just like, I don't know, it just felt very heavy and very dark, but then there's other people who are like, I believe are meant to be waking people up. So it's not in judgment of people that are no, we all have different roles. Exactly. So So for me, I was like, that doesn't, it just like, didn't feel right. And it took a long time for me to like realize, okay, I'm not in the business of waking people up. I'm in the business of helping people that are already woken up to get to that like next level of ascension. So yeah, to your point, that's like, um, that is the embodiment work. That's the energy work. That's the healing work. That's the daily work, mind, body, soul, and energy, you know, doing the daily rituals, um, embodying your inner goddess. And through all of this, actually, I created a secondary program, which is called goddess magnetism, which is like waking up our own, um, inner goddess. And my, through this journey as well, I love that you mentioned, um, our bodies, um, through COVID, like I lost 15 pounds just by like, but just literally by like, obviously I was like working out more and eating better, but that wouldn't have happened unless I was doing the deeper energy work. So, um, I, yeah, it's like our, our, that that's always been like a part of the message too. It's like, and I, such a cliche mind, body, soul, you know, but it, <laughs> it is right. Like, yeah, so I always say like mind, body, soul, and energy. So, um, so yeah, I mean, when it comes to like rituals, there's obviously mindset work, reading, you know, mantra. Um, we do a lot of um, like sacred mantra as well, like Kundalini mantras, goddess mantras uh, for the body, obviously like keeping your body clean. Um, I'm not like a huge, like you can't drink, you have to be vegan. Like that's not my vibe at all. But yes. I mean, yeah, it's like slowly I'm starting to kind of like feel a little bit more called to, to go even cleaner, but, um, and then for, yeah. And then with body as well, there's, there's the energy work of, of your body as well. So just like bringing yourself from your head into your body for the soul, obviously meditations, we do tons of chakra meditations. And then for the energy, there's like visualization crystals, you know, Reiki, you know, sound bowls and, um, all that kind of stuff. So within my programs, it's always like, you have to do like the, if someone's like, I didn't get a client this week. My first question is always like, have you been doing your rituals? Are you feeling like, what's your, where's your energy at? Um, and it's always the energy that's off. So you do need to have both. Like, obviously there needs to be like some strategy. You need to have like, you know, your messaging in check. You need to be speaking to the right people and all that kind of thing. But um, your energy first and foremost, like that's the check-in that needs to happen always first. Talk about so. that because one of the things I like that you say is it's like, as you, as you're creating these businesses, you're healing mm-hmm. yourself. Yes. It's not one or the other. So like, talk about that, that it's like, you have to actually do the work. Like when you do your chakra systems for you, it's like yeah. you're healing each chakra as you do the work. 
so that your business can actually be stronger. Totally. So when I launched my, so my first business was a crystal and gemstone jewelry business to help women heal their chakras. And no one really cared about the jewelry, but everyone (laughs) was like reaching out to me being like, how did you unblock your chakras to launch a business? And I was like, I feel like I need to start teaching this. And I was like, okay, like, what did I go through? Like, what were my steps? And I kind of looked at, like, I was looking at the strategy first. I was like, okay, so first I did these like foundational elements and then I did the brand and then I did the website and then I did the services. And I was like, damn, like that's the chakras, like the foundational elements of your business require that grounding energy of your root chakra. When you create your brand and your message, you need the creative, the creativity in your sacral chakra and the passion in your sacral chakra. When you work on your website and start actually like putting the business out there, you need your solar plexus energy. When you start, you know, showing your, your radiance to the world. And then when you start selling your services, you need your heart chakra. So it's like, I really looked at like each of the pieces and I was like, you literally can't have a business unless you have these pieces in check. Like if your sacral chakra is a mess and you're constantly feeling unworthy, you're constantly, you know, you, you're cut off your creativity. Like you can't create a business. Like you just can't. So like we, the way that we structure it, it's like, um, so it's like, there's an orientation week. And then it's like week two is, um, like we call it like the root chakra yin module. So this is where we do like all the inner work, all like the feminine activation of the root chakra work. And we like open up that chakra and clear that chakra. So things like, you know, there's a lot like in, in the root chakra, there's a lot of money stuff. There's a lot of forgiveness stuff that has to happen. A lot of, um, personal power stuff that needs to happen. So we start there and then we do that for a week. And then we keep those rituals going the next week as well, while we're doing, the, uh, the strategic, more masculine yang stuff. So that's where we will be like, okay, now, you know, go map out your program, go, you know, fill out this ideal client workbook, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's like a lot more of like that masculine, like doing energy. So it's like, we want you to really feel into it for a week and then continue that feeling into it for the next week. Now that you're, you're kind of more tuned in to, to that chakra energy, and then use that energy to take the business steps. What chakra was, did you find for you when you were going through your own steps was like the hardest one or a block yeah. for you? The, the first chakra, I, I mean, an ongoing one, okay, all of them, like literally all of them. I, I finally feel like I, I know that my heart chakra is hundred percent healed. Like that I am hundred percent sure of. And we go through different layers, right? Like healing comes out. Yeah. So I feel like my heart chakra is like open for good until like something terrible happens, you know? Um, <laughs> My sacral chakra, yeah, sacral chakra um, is something I've always worked on. And then my throat chakra. So the throat chakra was the first chakra that I ever worked on. Um, And I had worked on it because I realized like I always had a lump in my throat. And I was like, what is this? Like, it was like, I, and my friend was like, why are you always clearing your throat? And I didn't notice that I did that, but I was always like, like all the time, like without even realizing it. My mother-in-law. Oh, really? Okay. She needs to work on that. So yeah, I, this was like before I even had the idea of starting a business and then I gave myself two weeks I w- and I was like, okay, I'm going to like work on this for two weeks and just see what happens. And I slept with, um, and uh, I can't remember if it was aquamarine or Amazonite. I, I think I bought both, um, on my throat and I would do like this throat chakra meditation twice a day. 
And I would like journal, like these like journaling prompts every day and then like visualize my life the way I want it to be. And it didn't, I didn't spend too much time on it. Maybe like seven to 10 minutes twice a day, be like when I woke up and then when I went to bed and then literally two weeks later, I was a different freaking person because your throat chakra, it's not just about like your communication, but it's Mm -hmm. also about your potential and your purpose. So I started getting all these ideas of how I wanted to share this with the world. And well, I was also like, why is there no one like for lack of a better word, cool teaching this. Like, like I was like looking, cause this was a long time ago. Like this is probably like seven years ago. So I was like looking around and I was like Googling, you know, going on YouTube, looking at like chakras. And I was like, it's all these like old people. Like, yeah. why is no one teaching this? Like, why don't, why don't, why don't any of my friends know about this? Like, why doesn't anyone that I know know about this? Um, so yeah, so then that's when I decided to start the jewelry business. And then I really needed to work on the sacral chakra. So I did the same thing two weeks and then it was cleared. And then I just started going through all of them. So um, when I launched the jewelry business, I didn't really realize that I was like going through and opening those energies as I went. But then when I launched the second side of my business, I was like, okay, I'm going to guinea pig this. I'm going to like go through these steps. I'm going to do these rituals and then do the business work. And it took off, like it took off really, really fast. And I know that it's because I was doing that energy work at the same time. That's so interesting. You know, you talked a lot about the masculine and feminine in there. And I know you were saying earlier that you ride the masculine, which I totally get. Me too. Like I I find the balance fascinating. And I find in general, I feel like where we're headed like globally is like that feminine clearly is needs to be rebalanced and come back. Mm -hmm. How do you find like in business? It's interesting because we were all so raised in a society where the masculine is so praised and to behave in the masculine way, as far as it equates to business, at least Mm -hmm. seems to be how we were trained to, to create, to do, to manufacture, whatever we want to say. So how do you reconcile that? So, I mean, for me, it is, again, I find masculine ways to heal my feminine. Like, I find- It's funny, that's what I said to someone the other day. I'm like, I use my masculine to help me get into my feminine. It's like, I create a structure or a process. <laughs> That's exactly um, what I said to someone the other day. Yes. I, go, I schedule it, which it's is very so masculine. Exactly. <laughs> Intentionality. Um, but here's the thing. It's like setting the intention. And like, for me, it's like all the little things that, that have helped me. It's like having baths, like changing the way I dress sometimes, like take putting more of a focus on, well, okay. So I would say the biggest, the biggest one, and this is like a recent major shift that has happened in my life. Um, I don't know what your um, status is on this, but in my relationship, I really needed to change that dynamic. So if I, it's like when you can, um, cause that, that, that was always my story. No one helps me. I'm no one supports me. And I'm like, bitch, you don't let anyone help you. Like, <laughs> you're That's like, oh, yeah, it's like, you are like always trying to control everything. So a book that I suggest to anyone, and then when, when you do that, it's like, you're cutting off the energy of your husband. Like you just are. And like, again, with accountability, I hate to say this, but I truly believe it's the female's accountability to maintain their relation or the energetic dynamic in a relationship. Cause when she changes, he changes. A thousand percent. I agree. So, so there's a book called intimate communion um by David I don't know how to say his last name I want to say like 
Dida. It's like, I think it's like D-E-I. Yeah, Dida. That's, that's, yeah. um, we work a lot with, um, John Wyland and that's his teacher. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So he also wrote like the way of the superior man. So that book was really helpful for me. Um, I would say it doesn't give many tips on how to do it, but with anything it's, it's, it's not about how it's about like being in the awareness of when you're not doing it and then bringing yourself back. Cause like are in like a, well, not even in a male female relationship, like in any relationship, like you need to have that, like it, you need to have that balance of feminine and masculine. And some women, they want to be more masculine in their relationship. But if you're in a relationship and you're like, I feel not supported, um, then you're, you probably are not meant to be riding so much masculine energy and you're meant to like pull it back and let him rise up a little bit. So I agree. It's like so much in my relationship I'm in now, I think yeah. actually really helped me. Yeah. Um, uninten- like unintentionally, I think, but it really did help me, but you do choose who you're with for a reason. Yeah. Yes, um, but I do feel like it really helped me practice and kind of get force into slowly making the shift. Yeah. Because, and again, I'm still, I'm a doer. I mean, that's naturally who I am mm-hmm. and it works well for us because he's naturally not. However, yeah. it's so true when I allowed and became more clear on like how I could be supported, yeah. what could be helped. And, and what I realized is like, oh, he desperately wants to know that information. Exactly. Exactly. Like he desperately yeah. wants to be able to provide that and exactly. do it. But if I don't allow that person or give them the information and you're such a doer, you do cut them off at the knees. Exactly. So I know for myself, like it got to a point where like my husband was like working for me in my business. And like, so it was like all ever like the weight was on my shoulders for everything. And I always thought that's the dream. Like I'm going to retire my husband and it's going to be so good. But like, that did not feel good. Like it was, it was fine. Like it was fun. There were times that were fun. There were times that he definitely like had really good ideas and like, it was really helpful, but I was not in my natural state and it was, it didn't feel good. And it's like, I don't want to feel that pressure. So like we, I read that book. My husband was reading the way of the superior man at the same time. And, uh, which is great because my husband's not usually that much of a reader. So we were like, okay, we need to make a commitment to like shift this energy. And we didn't really do anything. We didn't win when I was like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to like set the intention that we need to change this energy. And I'm going to start to pull back and work a little bit. I'm just going like, to not feel the pressure. Um, and then as soon as we did that, like within like weeks, like days, like such a short period of time, he had all these opportunities and all this like money coming in and like all these things. And I was like, I took two months off of work. Like, and I was like, you know, it's like, that was amazing. And it's just like, when you, again, and then that is a testament to when we can think that the shifts that we want to see are not about doing, they're about being, that is, that is what feminine energy is, right? Yes. That's the feminine, but talk about that a little bit more. Cause I think for a lot of people, that's a really tricky concept and a tricky knowing it's like, so wait, I am supposed to be something, but not do something. What does that mean? How does that work? I know it's so, and then it, with that, it's like, that's the hardest thing. It's, it's so tricky. Process to, right. Um, so, I mean, let's think like embodiment then. Like if we want to, again, my, my masculine self loves to put a process on how to not be masculine. 
Um, but yeah, like if we were to really think, okay, if I want to like embody this feminine energy of receiving and I want to create, you know, this life of ease, like this is why I always, I love working with goddess energy because I feel like it's such like a, like an archetype that our brains can wrap our mind around. So it's like, do you do any like divination kind of stuff? Yeah. But talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So energy. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, like I am all about Kuan Yin energy. So I, it's like, you can, there's actually a book. It's actually here. It's called, um, Shakti Mantras by Thomas Ashley Ferrand. Um, and it goes over like a bunch of the like ancient goddesses and their energy and what they're all about. And then there's different mantras associated to these goddesses. So I started like doing these like 40 day goddess devotions where I would like set up an altar that reminded me of this goddess. I would like choose clothing that reminded me of this goddess. I would, um, and then I would, you know, I would do this mantra for 40 days and I would say the mantra a hundred excuse me, 108 times every day um, while like visualizing this like embodiment of this goddess energy. Um, And I do, I I still do these like whenever there's like a different energy I want to call in. So if it's for that like feminine grace, like Kuan Yin is a really great goddess to work with. Um, If you're, you know, if you need more masculine energy and you want like an abundance up level, like Lakshmi is a great one. Um, But yeah, it's like, I, I, I always say like, you don't find the goddess, the goddess finds you. So <laughs> whichever one you're meant to work with. And like, maybe it means that you're going to buy the book and then one of them's just really going to speak to you. Um, that's a, a, like a very tangible way that I, I've worked on this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, again, like with embodiment, it's really just like having the visual um, of who, of, of the visual and the, the feeling of what you want to look like and feel like. And then we can turn that on in any second. Like our brains are so powerful. They can transform our cells and our like frequency like instantly. So it's like we can spend the more time we can spend in that intentionality, whether it's sitting at your altar in meditation or whether it's when you're in like a sticky situation or you're sitting at your desk and you're stressed out and you're like, I'm going to embody this Kuan Yin energy right now. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's really just about that intentionality and with anything, in spirituality, it comes down to like conscious awareness, right? So that split second of like, how am I going to react in this moment? So like creating space for that split second to come in and choosing the frequency that you take that action with. Right. It's um. so what inspired you to start working with goddess energy? Uh, oh, how did I even, I don't remember. I think I, um, I, okay. So this, I think this is what it was. I had, um, I think it was Justine Marjan came on my podcast. She's like a celebrity hairstylist. Um, but she told me about this book. Yeah, that's what it was. She told me about this book. No, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. How I say the goddess sound new. So I actually had a Reiki, um, a Reiki session before she taught me, told me about this book. And in the Reiki session, she said, um, that she saw me as Kuan Yin. Like she saw me with like long, this like long black straight hair and like this very like, um, like Chinese goddess um, attire. And I had no idea who that was, what that was. So I just kind of did a deep dive. And then I had Justine Marjan on my podcast and she told me about this book 
And then I also realized, like, as I was kind of like researching Kuan Yin, I realized that I actually had a little Kuan Yin statuette. And I was like, I always thought this was like skinny Buddha. Like, I was always wondering why my Buddha had boobs. Like, I didn't like realize that it was like, that it was Kuan Yin. So I was like, okay, like all these, it was just, again, like all these little things started like adding up. And then through buying the book, I I really found out how to work with her. And then I found like a Kuan Yin Oracle deck by Elena Fairchild. And um, I, now I have like, I want to like turn my computer around and show show me. I have like a huge like Kuan Yin on my altar. Hold on. Ooh. Wait for it. Hold on. She's right in the corner over here. Oh, I love that. Can you see it? Yeah, beautiful. One in the corner. Yeah. So yeah, I just started like really doing all the things, and I still work with that energy like in meditation like all the time. So yeah. What do you? What is your daily practice? Or do you have a daily practice? Uh, yeah, I do. So I'm actually just starting a new one. Um, I mean, it's always different because it depends what I'm working on. So for me, I'm working a lot on like starseed remembering um, and remembering like multidimensional powers that I have. So I, uh, the things that I do every single morning is I breathe into my heart and bring my energy from my mind into my body. I connect to the earth like the, the core of the earth, like send my energy down to the core of the earth and connect to the energy of the ocean, the energy of Gaia, all that kind of stuff. And then like bring that energy into my body. And then I connect to like the crystal grid, bring that energy into my body. And then I breathe energy out through my crown chakra into the 12th dimension. And then I call on Archangel Metatron to send healing energy down through my chakras. And then I feel like a cleansing through all my chakras. And then there's this like alchemy of like cosmic energy and earth energy that like that connects in the heart. Um, And then I breathe out I do like a like a little bit of like a clearing like sage palo santo and I'll even just visualize like an energy healing like around my aura and then I'll breathe love into my aura so there's like a big bubble of love around me and then I put like a protective layer of purple flame so that nothing can come in and then I right now like I said I'm doing some like remembering work so I'll just kind of like chat with my spirit guides a little bit or I'll like do some astral traveling up to like the ninth dimension there's dragons involved like (laughs) it's kind of crazy (laughs) things you pick up along the way um so yeah that's what I do and then sometimes I'll do like tapping I'll do um journaling I'll do yeah usually those are oh or I'll sorry and I do my my singing bowls um, and Metatron is for trauma, right? Like an I'm, archangel for healing of trauma. And I mean, by the time we're in the 12th dimension, there's not much trauma left, but, <laughs> but he's, he's really about um, like universal consciousness. So like the ultimate, like pinnacle of all knowingness that our brains will probably never get to. Um, he's also um, a, one of the keepers of the Akashic records. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, does he heal trauma? Of course, but I feel like by the time we're up there, there's not much left. And how do you, and so tell me like when you, how did you even start on your own discovery and your own path? Were you like, what were you, where were you raised in Vancouver or? 
Yeah, yeah. Raised in like in the suburbs of Vancouver. I definitely was not raised in a spiritual way at all. I was obsessed with witches as a child and obsessed with love. Uh, yeah, and obsessed with astrology. But then that all like went away. Um, and yeah, like it didn't, I didn't start doing this work until I was like 20. I started going to yoga when I was like 21, 22 ish. And then I started like the chakra work when I was about 25 ish. And then, um, and then launched my business when I was 29. And it's well amazing. And you were, you were talking about earlier how you're like, there was just no one cool teaching this stuff. Like, was that interesting for you when you wanted to go on a deeper dive of like kind of spirituality of what was available to you, like what you related to, who you connected to? Totally. And it's like, it's been a slow process. Like I I knew nothing about like the archangels or like spirit guides or anything like at the beginning, like it was literally very like, okay, chakras make sense. Like chakras have a system. Like it's like, you know what I mean? So it was like that for a long time. Um, And yeah, I mean, I read, so like the books that really like got me going on this stuff was um, Deepak Chopra, Seven Spiritual Laws of Yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I actually hired, I hired a coach. She wasn't spiritual, but um, it was more like mindset and stuff. And then I was just kind of going on my own chakra journey. I honestly, like I taught myself chakras. <laughs> I like, I got certified in Reiki just because I was like, I need, I feel like I need a piece of paper, which is not true, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so I got, I got certified in like level two Reiki or whatever. So there's that, but I, I, I was very self-taught like by Google, like I Googled that. I always say like with chakras, with anything, with any spiritual work, your body is your textbook, like your body is your textbook and whatever, like philosophy or, um, you know, mindset tip or whatever it is you're supposed to learn. If you're open to learning and you're following the right people and you're, you know, kind of in tune with the right books or whatever, you're going to learn what you're meant to learn. And it's like, we can't force it. Like I didn't like go and, you know, take all these, like how to read the Akashic records, how to do this, how to do that. Like I didn't do any of that. I just learned it by, yeah, I took like a few courses, but I, I was never like, Oh, I need to get certified in this or I need like, you know, it was like, I'm going to like take little bits of what I'm learning here or there and apply them to my life. And then if I feel like this is like a path for me, then I'll learn more. So for example, like I've never felt called to learn how to read a birth chart. It just doesn't speak to me. Um, but like, there's other things that I'm like, oh, like, this is really cool. I'm going to learn more about this. And maybe I'll buy like a little course. And like, I mean, my ammo is to like do the first two modules and be like, okay, I get it. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I'm very similar. It's yeah. Like, I'm like, well, I don't, I won't know what I'm doing. Okay. I feel like I know this already. Yeah. <sighs> but I get it. And I think that's so important for people too, to know, like, you know, especially in any industry, when people get into it, I feel like people feel like they have to be good or be called to all these things. And they don't realize, like, just follow what is exciting for you because yeah. you don't have to know how to do everything. No. And like, so like, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I, and I just feel like this, this industry is not regulated. So it's like, if you think you're going to get this sort of this certification that gives you like validation, like that's, like external like validation by a piece of paper is not the vibe. Like, it's like, if you've changed your, your own life by like doing this work, then you can like go help other people. That's how I feel. That's fair. Yeah. 
how like do you feel like as your life changed do you, how, how did it work as far as like how you identified with yourself did that change at all or do you feel like you always had like kind of very centered steady identification with yourself um in terms of sorry can you explain what you like mean? as you were growing and shifting yeah. like do you and you look back at who you know you were in the beginning yeah how congruent does it feel mm. I mean, there's definitely been shifts and changes, but it's like, there's a piece of you that always stays the same. Like your authentic self, your highest self is the same, no matter what level you're at, you know, no matter how shitty your life is, or no matter what, like, like hole you've dug yourself into, like that highest self is still the same highest self as the best version of you. Um, have I second guessed myself along the way? hundred percent. Do I still do it sometimes? hundred percent. Am I like always hundred percent confident? Never. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, but it does get stronger and stronger. And I think a lesson that I had to learn is that the validation comes from within. Like it does not come from anything on the outside. Like when I, I remember when I, um, you know, and you like, you hit these milestones or whatever, it's like, I'm going to have my 300 K year or like whatever. And I remember like, this was like kind of early on in my business. I would say, I think it was like my it was my second year in business. I was like, I want to make 300 K and I was at like 250 K and I had like so much time left in the year. And I was like, this is me. Like, I don't like, I don't feel happier. I don't feel any like, like more connected to myself. I don't feel any more successful. I don't, feel, it's like realizing that that doesn't matter. And that any like validation from these like outside goals literally means nothing. I would say that was like my biggest like wake up call. And it's like, do I still like to like have a nice car and like have nice purses and like all those things? hundred percent. But that does not make you cool. <laughs> like it does not make you happy. Um, and I feel like, especially in like the coaching industry there, I feel like it's gotten better now, or maybe I just kind of like tuned out the people who are very like, I don't know. And I used to be that way too. Like and I still talk about it sometimes because I'm very much like show them what they want, get, then give them what they actually need. Um, but like when people are like really like setting their validation as a healer on like how much money they've made, that's when you're going to struggle when you're when you focus and it's easier said than done. Right. But like if you can focus on impact versus income, <laughs> um, that's when the money actually comes. I think that's huge. I, yeah. and I, I agree with that. Yeah. And also that's when even, yes, the money comes, but also that's when the, the being okay with yourself comes to, yeah, totally. which is worth even more. It's like, then you feel good about what you're doing totally. and enjoy what you're doing and totally and have, have the ability to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you stay connected to your business as far as enjoying it? <laughs> <laughs> ask me today because I'm like Rah! um well so okay so for me I'll be totally transparent with you I'm not I haven't I hadn't been enjoying it for a long time and I was like I need to make a shift here and I again it was pulling away and relieving myself from needing to find the structure and what I thought people wanted and what I thought would work and what other people were doing and like to finally get the ideas of how I wanted to change my business. So I'm actually like transforming my business from I'm the shocker girl to we are all shocker girls and really removing myself from it. Mm. Um, and I'm launching a second business, which is um, 
a, like an online magazine, which is for a more, I don't want to like a, a further ascended woman. So like, audience, yeah. Yeah. So like chakra girl is like, you've woken up now what? <laughs> and like prism, which is the name of the new business mm. is like, yeah, it's really pretty. I'm so excited. Um, it, it's, it won't be launching for a while, but, um, prism is for the woman who is already peeled back many of the layers and she's, you know, up in that like five, seven, 90 consciousness. I love it. So, yeah. I mean, so basically what you're saying is like, keep going back to what it is you're interested in. Yeah, exactly. You're- Cause you're going to grow and you're going to evolve and you're going to change. I can't keep teaching the same shit I taught five years ago because I, a have learned so much more B I'm not really implementing those things in my life anymore because I've already done that. You're beyond um, it. But I do still feel a deep purpose and desire to share, to help that girl who's just starting because that's where I was and that's where I needed that cool person, right? Like I wish I had that, that person who got it, you know, so I still feel a deep desire to help that girl. Um, But the way that I'm doing it now or will be doing it is leveraging my clients and having them create the content, the people who are still have just kind of got over that hump, those people who have just found their purpose, those people who are like closer to that point and leveraging them as well. So it alleviates a lot for me and I'll still be there helping and, you know, providing content and my energy and, you know, I'll still be there, but like really creating more of a community vibe of um, kind of like we're, you know, for the people that are in it together. And then I'm just kind of there. Yeah. Shining the light. (laughs) I love it. Let's do your four use four quick questions with four quick answers. Um, If you, well, what is truth for you? We'll make that one. I know that's a hard, short one, but what is truth for you? I actually don't believe in truth. And I know that's crazy, but I believe in perception. Your truth and my truth are always going to be different. There's only truth in a 3D world where it's like, is this good? Is this bad? Is this, you know, it's like, it's different for everyone. So truth only exists in 3D, in my opinion. Everything else is perception. What if you, what do you believe in most? Uh, I believe in our ability to create the life that we want. I believe in our ability that I believe that our chakras are transmitters and receptors, and they're the GPS to the life, not even only that we desire, not the life we desire from a, a validation point, but from what we are meant for, like what we're meant to do, which is always a high vibrational thing. It's always, a, it's always about growth and our chakras know how to get there. So once we can clear any of that need for validation or any of that trauma or drama, then our chakras get us there. And I hundred percent believe that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something you cannot live without tangible? Oh, <laughs> reality TV. <laughs> Me too. Real Housewives. Oh my God. All of them. I've all, of them. all of them from day one. Yeah. I thought OC was this season. Okay. So I, okay. So I actually just started watching OC. So oh. I started not this season, but the season before, and I just finished it. So I'm starting this season like today. So, okay. So I'd be yeah. curious and you don't have then. I mean, I've literally, OC was the first one I've watched it from its from inception. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So how many years ago is that? Oh my God. 14, 15. Is it? Yeah. Wow. So yes, I've been, I've been on this wagon for quite a while. So you'll have to let me know what you think when you get to it. 
Oh, well. So we can't live without reality TV. I love that. But by the way, I do love that. People are always so surprised when I talk about the garbage I watch because they're like, but shouldn't you be, you know, they have this like perception that you have to act a certain way. And I'm like, no. You need to like turn the brain off a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And also, yeah, exactly. I I mean, it's, it, to me, it's one of my favorite ways of like, same hundred percent, like even sometimes at night, if I'm up late doing work and I know I need to go to bed, I'm like, I actually need like a palate cleanser. Like I need to just put this on to, to me. It's like my me time sometimes. Homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, you really should be sleeping. It's so late. I'm like just one episode of something. Yeah. What's Sonia doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Sonia. Love. Um, totally get it. Um, what is the first thing you do when you wake up? I think about my husband and my dog. Like, even if they're in bed with me, I like automatically, I'm like, okay, love, love is in my heart. And I just bring myself into my heart. What kind of dog do you have? A Samoyed. Oh, he's like how- a giant puff ball. Oh, I was going to say how old. He's how long have you four. He's four. Just turned four. Did you guys get him together? Yeah. As a puppy. Was that like your first big thing together kind of? No, we were already engaged and owned a home together at that point. Oh yeah. That's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty, tr- that's like deep trust right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you start combining finances. It's like- but I will say once we got the dog, we were like, we, we questioned everything. Cause you're like, it's like sleepless nights, like different parents. I know it's like nothing like a human. I get it. But like, we were like, that almost was the end of us, the puppy stage. <laughs> It's good though. It's a good precursor because if you do oh. choose, if you do yeah. choose to have kids, it's like yeah. at least you're already forewarned. Slightly practiced, yeah. Yeah, you're forewarned. You just, it's like what I tell people when they have kids. I'm like, just know if your relationship sucks for the first year, do not actually think your relationship sucks. Exactly. Like, just like, just know part of it's the situation, exactly. and then like in a year, exactly. like re reacclimate and be re-acclimate. like, yeah, yeah. Does it really suck or like? Or yeah. can we now like get back together? It's just, yes. <laughs> sometimes things are just situational, but this has been so great. You are so wonderful. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I, anyone who takes my uh, classes always know I talk, all I do is talk energy. It's like, I, I operate my life in that way. I believe that I feel like if everybody would start kind of looking at themselves as the energetic beings, they are the way they would handle situations, walk into situations, choose things would shift drastically. 100%. So this was wonderful. Thank you. So fun. Yes. So fun. And now Amber is going to do a personal practice, which is a goddess embodiment meditation. Welcome to your goddess guidance meditation. You can start to close your eyes and start to turn your attention inwards. I want you to find a comfortable seat, whether you're sitting cross-legged or if you're sitting in a chair with your feet flat on the ground. Either way, we want you to have a straight spine. So find a way to feel really comfortable sitting up straight and then start to relax the body so we'll relax the head the brows the jaw the neck the chest the shoulders the arms just feeling everything sinking down start to feel that relaxation in your heart your stomach your hips 
hips, your legs, your feet all the way down to your toes. And you're feeling nice and relaxed. On your next inhale, breathe your energy into your heart. And I want you to feel that as you're continuing to breathe in and out from your heart, that on the inhales, you are bringing light energy into the heart. So you can imagine this beautiful pink, warm energy just filling up your heart. And then as you continue to inhale, that light is getting brighter and brighter. And now your whole body is starting to fill up with this pink light. So it fills up your stomach, all the way up through your chest and your neck, all the way down your legs, all the way up into your head. It's extending out your arms. And you can feel that loving energy pulsating through you. Bringing the attention back to the heart, we're going to, on our next exhale, imagine that we're moving energy down from the heart, down the spine, into the earth. If your feet are touching the ground, you'll want to imagine that the energy is going right from your feet. Otherwise, if you're sitting cross-legged, the energy is going to come from your spine. So we're sending that light energy into the earth. And I want it to go deep, deep, deep down all the way to the center of the earth. So just keep with every exhale, that energy is going deeper and deeper and deeper into the earth. And we're sending love to the soil, to the plants, to the animals to the ocean, to the lakes, to the streams. We're sending that love all through the earth. We're sending that love through the ocean. And then on your next inhale, once you feel you've hit the center of the earth and you've sent all your love down, you're gonna imagine that you are now receiving love from the earth. So you can feel that energy now, love from the earth coming up through that light pillar that you created and you're bringing it in up through your feet or your spine and it's coming straight into your heart. So that grounding energy from the earth is now filling up your heart the beautiful energy of the ocean is filling up your heart. You can even imagine all the crystals that are in the earth. All of that crystal energy from the earth is coming up through that light pillar up into your body. And then on the next exhale, I want you now with all this amazing love energy in your heart to send that energy up. So it'll go up in through your, up through your throat, through your third eye, through your crown, all the way up to 
the 12th dimension. So you're going to go past the sun, you're going to go past the planets, and you're going to send that energy up, up, up as high as you can to the 12th dimension. And we're going to go straight there. We're not stopping anywhere along the way. We're just heading straight up there with that love energy. And then in the 12th dimension, we are going to call on Archangel Metatron. And you can feel his presence up there. And he's going to start to send cosmic energy down through that pillar that you've created to cleanse and clear your chakras. So feel that energy from the cosmos the vibrancy of the sun, the prana of your breath, and that light energy, golden light energy from Archangel Metatron is coming down through that chakra pillar in through the crown of your head, through your third eye chakra, cleansing and clearing the throat chakra, down into the heart, down into the solar plexus, the sacral chakra, and the root. And so now you have this alchemy in your heart of cosmic energy, of earth energy, and of your own source energy. So I want you to feel how powerful that is. You're connected to the earth in that strength and that power while simultaneously being this beacon of love and connection to the cosmos. So let that energy fill you up. And now we've got all this amazing energy in the heart. We're going to breathe it out into our aura. So I want you to imagine that all around you, you know, as far as three meters starts to fill up your aura with all of this amazing energy that we've created. And you can even, in sitting in this energy, you can almost feel like a gentle pulsing. And this is really activating the goddess within. And now we're going to take a little journey up to the soul star chakra, to the meeting with your goddess self. So, on your next exhale, visualize the energy from your heart moving into your third eye chakra, connecting to your intuition, and you can breathe into the third eye. And on your next exhale, we're going up through the crown chakra, and we're just going one floor up. You can imagine it almost like one foot above your head. And then we're going to get out at the imaginary elevator we're going to turn right and we're going to walk into a room of white light and peace and joy and across the room we can see our highest self this is the goddess version of you and this is a version of you that already exists and we're going to learn how to embody her. So I want you to really examine how you feel in seeing her. What is the energy that she's radiating? 
really examining what she looks like, what she feels like. And you're just gonna keep walking closer to her until you are making eye contact and you are looking in at her gaze and she's got a little smile on her face and you can just feel that love, that protection, that connection. And you can reach out your hands and feel as if you are holding hands. And she's softly got her hands in your hands and you can feel her energy coming in through your hands. You can feel that radiance, that vibrant energy that she has starts to pulse into your body. Now I want you to just kind of hold out your hands and I want you to just ask this goddess version of you what do I need to know right now? For my highest good, what do I need to know right now? And you might hear a word, a sentence, it might be something more abstract like a color, a sound, an object, don't feel like you need to sort it out or figure it out right now. This is one of the first of many codes that we're going to be getting. You can thank her for the gift, for the guidance. And again, I want you to hold hands with your highest self. And as you're holding hands, I want you to imagine a vortex of light sweeping you up, both of you together. And you're in the middle of this vortex of white light energy. And as this vortex is spinning, you both start spinning, okay? And kind of like in a Beauty and the Beast-esque vibe, you're going to transform into your highest self within this vortex of light. So you're spinning, 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 and then you've become your highest self. And I want you to notice now in your seat, how does your energy change? How does your posture change? How does your facial expression change? You have the power to connect to this goddess version of you all day, any day. And with intention, we're going to always be bringing ourselves back to this vision, this integration, this merging, this being. And knowing that you already are her. You already are your goddess self. You already have that power. 
So now I want you to, we're gonna get back into the elevator. We're gonna bring our consciousness back down, but this time the consciousness that we're bringing down is that goddess consciousness. And we're gonna really upgrade and imprint this into our DNA. So I want you to feel as you're bringing your consciousness down that one floor in through the crown chakra, I want you to feel a very beautiful crystalline energy that is coming in, seeping down every single inch of your body, integrating this goddess version of you. So feel that warmth almost like dripping down your head, this light just filling up your head, your neck, your shoulders, your back, your chest, down your arms, your stomach, your hips, your legs, your feet. And you can feel your cells regenerating. So we'll sit in that energy of the highest self just a moment longer. this feeling anytime today and when you feel complete you may wiggle your fingers and toes and open your eyes Dentox podcast would not exist without these incredible people Nicole Rappi, Reem Edon, Hayden Fungheiser, Kim Bielek and music by Alex Fetter Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And also wherever you listen, please go and leave us a review. It's so greatly appreciated. It really does help us out. If you want to keep talking about all this stuff, please join our community on our secret Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search Den Talks Podcast, and join us there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.